Good morning. It's DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Well, we got a series now, don't we? The Utah Jazz are playing the Clippers tonight at 8 o'clock. If the Jazz win, they're up 3-1 and they come home and try and close it out Wednesday night. If the Clippers win, it's 2-2. We hit reset and it's the best 2 out of 3 series. I expected when the series started, and I told PK this, I think they'll split the first two games, and then they'll go to L.A., and they'll split the next two games. It won't shock me if this is 2-2. I think this is going to be a long series. It's a little hard to believe that after watching the way the Jazz shot and won game two, but the Jazz, by percentage, were the third-best three-point shooting team in the league in the regular season. The number one team was the L.A. Clippers. So, the Jazz shot her really well in game two. The Clippers shot her really well in game three. It's not a crazy take, and those of you who watched a lot of sports know and probably think, hey, both these teams are good enough to have a great game shooting the ball and win. Somebody is probably going to have, and a longer series is going to have a lousy game. So it's easy to see the series getting, each team in the series getting two wins. Now, what do you do to get the other two wins? How do you get to four? How do you advance? That's the real trick. So, see what happens tonight. Momentum will be on the Clippers' side, man. If they are down 0-2 and tied up 2-2 in back-to-back series, you know what they're thinking. You know what they are thinking. And is Donovan Mitchell healthy? <clears throat> we saw him limp off. The Jazz didn't want to put him back in the game. How much of that is because of what a trainer or a doctor said? And how much of that was just Quinn looking at the scoreboard? Donovan said, well, I was looking at the scoreboard. Now, he also said after Game 2, that uh, his ankle's fine. You know, I got hit, it hurt, I'm fine. Did you see me walk in here? You want me to do sprints for you? But then he's taking himself out of game three. You know, and the funny thing is the Clippers have done all this stuff defensively, right? They're, they're double-teaming him, blitzing him whenever possible. And I know it worked for a while. I mean, he had a scoreless first quarter, right? But Joe had 11, and the Jazz were only down four. And then... Donovan scores 30 points in the next 29 minutes. And he didn't play all 29 minutes. But he had 16 in the third. Or, excuse me, 16 points at halftime after having none in the first quarter. And then game three, after having 16 at the half, he finishes with 30, but he leaves the game with seven minutes to go and goes up to the tunnel locker room and doesn't play again. So I don't know that the Clippers have any answers for him. He was getting stuff in transition. He was getting stuff when someone else started the offense. He was beating that double team and getting stuff. I mean, the guy had 30 points, and he didn't score in the first quarter and didn't score in the last seven minutes. So can they get Bogey going? I mean, that was the guy whose offensive production was down. That was offset because Joe had a really had a really good game, scored a lot. Clarkson is having a pretty good series. Um, and let's face it, they didn't lose that game at the offensive end of the floor. They lost that game because the Clippers shot over 50% from the floor, they shot over 50% from three, and they scored 132 points. And I don't care who's playing, I don't care if it's a regular season or postseason, but if you tell me one team scored 132 points, I'm figuring they win 99.9% of the time. Every once in a while, you get a crazy shootout, you know, and somebody's going to win 140, 135, but those games are very rare. I think the Jazz won in the Memphis series. Didn't they win like 142, 131 or something like that? Those games are very rare. You give up 132 points, you lose. The Jazz this year, 3-7 and seven in the regular season when they give up 120 points or more in regular season. 120 is a losing number. They were kind of a 500-ish team when they gave up 110. When they give up less than 110 points, the Jazz dominate. That's where it's at. Hold them under 110. You're trying to hold them to 25-point quarters. If they get 26, 27, it's not the end of the world. But that's what you're trying to do. And the Jazz didn't do it. He gave up 132 points, got blown out. So there you go. You knew they were in trouble. They'd given up, I think, what, 62 at halftime? They were in trouble. None of that matters. 
It's hard to beat a team three times in a row. They're up 2-1. You know, Quinn Snyder said before the series starts, we know what we want to do against the Clippers. We know what the percentages say. They won't always work, but if they work most of the time, then you got a chance to win the series. So they work most of the time, and they're up two games to one. If they can win two of the next three games and win in six, great. Now, that could set them up for short rest and quick turnaround against the Suns, but... It's the price you have to pay. That's the way it goes. The Suns got it done. And I got to say, that was weird. Jokic getting kicked out for that? I saw that play. He hits campaign, right? He's, he's frustrated. He missed a shot. He thought it was fouled. The game's slipping away. They had it down to one. And now the, the, they had it down to one in the middle of the quarter. And now, a few minutes later, the Suns are starting to pull away again. And he's frustrated. And they're going to get swept. He knows they're going to lose. And they're probably going to get swept. And he just swings hard at the ball. And his, not, not his hand. His hand got the ball. But his upper arm catches campaign's face. And I bet that hurt. <laughs> and the NBA is really into protecting guys who get hit in the face. So I knew it was going to be a flagrant. I was surprised he was ejected. And I say, just look at Jazz Game 3 with the Clippers. Jordan Clarkson takes a swing, misses the ball, does not get the ball, and gets Zubak's face. So he gets flagrant one. Now... It's almost the same thing, except in his defense, Jokic got the ball with his hand. But his upper arm bludgeoned campaign's face. So it's flagrant one. I'm surprised he was kicked out. The, the inconsistencies are maddening. It's crazy. All right, we got to take a break. When we come back, we're going to hear from Quinn Snyder. It's the Jazz Get Ready for Game 4. Stay with us. Well, look who made an appearance. Paul George! Kawhi Leonard! Kawhi Leonard and Paul George have some fight in them after all. Let's go! Utah Jazz look to leave Los Angeles up 3-1 after tomorrow night. In the lane, high off the glass. Game 4 tips off at 8 p.m. The Jazz Live pregame show begins at 7 on your exclusive home of the Utah Jazz. 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Game four tonight, 8 o'clock. What adjustments do the Jazz need to make? Here is Quinn Snyder meeting with the media on Sunday night. Quinn, we've had a couple of the guys now mention spacing as an issue in game three, and I'm sure that's a result of the film session today. Um, mm-hmm. when, you, when you say that you want to have better spacing, in those instances, what are you seeing that you don't like? Is it the positioning of where the guys are, or is it really how far out from the basket they are? Well, uh, it's the relative to one another. Um, you know, if you're too far away, the length of passes impact. Um, for us, usually it's, you know, in order to play pick and roll or to drive the ball, um, you know, to make a, another pass, to attack the blitz, um, all those things come into play. Um, I think it, it, it impacts us in, in a variety of ways if, you know, it doesn't allow us to attack the basket. Um, as I mentioned, if really in some respects, if you're spaced, um, it, it takes away, it takes away open shots because people are closer to you and easier to rotate or stun at the ball. Um, it's, it's for us something that has been crucial, you know, all year. I think I mentioned it after the game as well. Um, they're you know, more evident and particularly when, when you have a team, you know, like the Clippers that 
you know, can cover so much space on the floor. Um, you know, you have to be very, very conscious um, about contested shots or being able to drive to the basket. Um, just, it's, it's really impactful and we know how we want to space and we space differently, you know, depending on the situations, but, um, in every instance, that precision is something that that's really important. Ryan Miller, KS. Thank you. You've praised Donovan's ability to kind of make reads before. How has that growth helped him handling the new coverages the Clippers are kind of throwing out this series? Well, I, it's helped him. You know, I, I think people switch pick and roll coverages on in particular. They, um, they switch and then hit you off the ball. Um, that, that's one of the reasons that I'm, I'm talking so much about spacing. If people are going to commit two guys to the ball, you know, there's things he can do to, to split a double team or, or reject. Um, but I really, he, he didn't, he did a really good job, um, last night in handling it that, you know, that, that us being able to, to score in those situations, you know, it, it's, it's all of us. And, and there were some times when, um, you know, I don't think it surprised him in any way he's, he's, he's gotten comfortable, like I said, with whether bigs are, you know, dropped in pick and roll or up at the point of the screen or switching or blitzing. Um, but we have to recognize those things as a team too, because it requires other guys to, to make different reads and make different plays. And, you know, that, that's when I talk about space and that's obviously one of the situations and, you know, uh, you could also just call it execution. You know, the, for us, when I, when I refer to spacing that, that that's a form of execution. Kevin O'Connor, the ringer. Hey, Quinn. Um, in the same way that Rudy Gobert, you know, forces the defense to collapse into the paint when he rolls hard to the rim, I'm curious, like, what's the effect of, like, Donovan Mitchell shooting deeper threes, um, drawing the defense out? Like, how does that impact the defense when he does that? Yeah, I think to the extent that, you know, his range has gotten to where it is, you know, it opens up the floor. Um, it creates driving lines for both him and for other players, um, you know, and th that's something um, that, you know, a number of our guys have, have range. It's again, um, you know, that's, that's, that's who, who we are. We've had success this year, you know, playing, you know, playing that way and um, being aggressive shooting the ball and, and also getting to the rim. I, I thought last night, you know, we, we shot a really poor percentage at the rim, much less than I think we have, you know, consistently. And, you know, I, I think, you know, some of that was um, maybe the Clippers speeding us up some when we're attacking and some of them were, you know, were some, some shots that, that just, we have to make. Um, but with, you know, with respect to, you know, range anytime, you know, people have to come out and guard you further away from the basket. You know, it gives you more opportunity to drive and create. Ben Anderson, KSLSports.com. Quinn, when you guys have won six games in a row, like you had going into game three, does it, does the success breed a little bit of complacency when you talk about needing to fix details? Do those things get lost or do you get better as you win six games? Well, I, I you know, I think it has to do with what your opponent does as well. You know, I, I, you know, our, our guys know the importance, um, of every game. You know, I thought, you know, the, the Clippers really raised their level last game. Um, 
you know, at the end of the first quarter, we, we had, you know, an open look that we passed up and then and missed a little floater and then, um, which could have given us the lead and then had a breakdown defensively. I thought that that was deflating. And, you know, then I think they, they continued to pick up their level. And um, even in, you know, late, you know, we, we, we hung in there and, and hung in the game. So I, I thought, you know, that was good. I didn't think, um, obviously we were, you want to play better and you want to execute better. And that was some of the things that we looked at today. Um, but we had some crucial mistakes that, that we can't have against the team that, you know, it's as good as the Clippers are. And, um, and they played well, you know, they shot the ball real well. Um, we shot the ball all real well the game before that. It's all the other you know, they're going to make the difference, um, I think, over a period of time. And, you know, those details are, are things that, that we need to improve on. But, um, you know, to your point, you know, I think when you have success doing something, certainly, you know, you, you know that that's, you know, the way you want to play and what you want to do. And um, But the other team obviously has something to do with that too. No one blocks your putt when you're putting. You know, it, it's a little different when – you know, they're coming at you and, you know, they've got an excellent team. Lauren, that's Quinn, this, this is well off of this series, so my apologies in advance, but uh, you, were, you were a Clippers assistant way back, way back in the day. And most times it's not a great thing to bring up Clippers franchise history, but you, you came to the team, uh, you, you know, after they made the playoffs and, and your year with them, they made the playoffs again. Like, do you, do you ever look back on that year and, you know, compare it to where you are now and think about what that year had as an impact on your development as a coach? Yeah, I can, I can safely say that I didn't have, I won't say anything because maybe I did something that I'm not aware of, but um, I certainly wasn't the reason that the team made the playoffs. I can promise you that. Um, I think the the best thing about that experience for me was just the, the relationships that um, that were able to be formed, whether that be with, you know, Mark Jackson, for example, who was, you know, a player on the team. Um, Kiki Vandeway was on the team. There are a number of guys, Ron Harper, um, Danny Manning, all those guys that, that, that were, were really fun for me to be around. And then, you know, someone like R.C. Buford um, and John Hammond, who, who were on the staff, obviously – I was grateful to to Larry Brown for giving me that opportunity. Um, you know, I had a chance to to know Elgin Baylor, which is you know an honor for me. So um, the, the experience itself, I think, was what I remember the most. Um, you know, I obviously I was really learning, and more than anything, just trying to absorb things. But um, you know, it, it did play a role, you know, later on for me to, to choose to, to dive into this profession, um, you know, fully. And you know, that was something that, that I wasn't sure, uh, that I didn't know the exact direction. Sometimes I still wonder what I'm doing. Okay. We have time for one more Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. When you were speaking after the game last night about the need to kind of speed up decision-making in some circumstances and Donovan today was talking about the need for the team to kind of be able to adjust on the fly when they see something that they're maybe not expecting, like, you know, the zone in game two or the, the hard double team last night. How much can you guys resolve those 
decision-making issues just with, you know, film study like today and, and how much of it is just kind of an instinctive thing of, of being in the game and reacting to what's happening. Well, I, I think it's a little both. Um, you know, Donovan, Donovan's playing um, and competing at a level, um, particularly given the fact that, you know, that, that he's fighting through um, everything that, that he's been through physically in the last month. And um, Mike was a big part kind of instinctively of, of, of who we are. And, you know, in, in his absence, I, I think it puts um, even more responsibility on other guys. I, I, I don't think that that's something any one player do. You, you can recognize things, but um, it's, it's a five man game. Um, and I, to be honest with you, I've, I feel like we've done a good job of that um, throughout the course of this, of the series. I think defensively um, that, that we really didn't play at the level from an execution standpoint, um, you know, game three is, is, as we need to. And, you know, they were really aggressive um, trying to press to the ball and, and get us out of things and um, being able to have clarity, um, I think provides you the opportunity to play with more force. So th- those are all things that I think are, are a constant um, regardless of anything that's changing in any one game. You know, I, you know, I, I think we're playing against a, just an excellent team and, you know, whether it's over the course of a whole game or even an individual matchup, you know, having a feel and an understanding of personnel and how you're supposed to guard somebody individually as well as collectively, there's all those things go into it. And, um, you know, that's why you, you practice and you talk and you meet and you watch film. Um, that's, you know, that's the playoffs and, and the whole process together. There. There's Quinn Snyder meeting with the media last night as the Jazz get ready for game four tonight at eight o'clock. When we come back, the best of the Jazz post game show, some real emotion after game three. We'll get to that next. Well, look who made an appearance. Paul George, Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard and Paul George have some fight in them after all. Let's go. Utah Jazz look to leave Los Angeles up 3-1 after tomorrow night. In the lane, high off the glass. Game 4 tips off at 8 p.m. The Jazz Live pregame show begins at 7 on your exclusive home of the Utah Jazz. 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Good morning, DJ PK. It's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. We've been doing it all year. Best of the post-game show. There's some emotion after the Jazz dropped Game 3. Here are the Jazz after the game. It's your Jazz recap here on DJ and PK on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The Jazz lost to the Clippers on Saturday night, 132-106. to 106. They now uh, still lead the series two games to one uh, with Game 4 coming your way from L.A. Uh, tonight. But let's dig right into it. Let's get things started with Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. Uh, hey, Quinn, can you just um, – obviously the Clippers had a great shooting night tonight. What do you guys need to do different defensively going forward? Well, you know, I, th- I think they're – that's who they are, you know. And, and you know, give credit. I've, I've said it, you know, the last two games as well. You know, Kawhi and, and PG, you know, they're capable of, of really making making plays and they made plays for other people. Um, obviously, Batum had a really big night. Uh, I, I thought 
you know, you, there's going to be times where it's tough to stop them from, from making shots. Um, it, it's some of the breakdowns and, and the cleaner looks that they get. And particularly tonight, I, I thought in transition, um, you know, when we attack the basket, there's got to be urgency uh, to, to recognize that situation and really get back, you know, and, and show a crowd where they don't have clear, clear lanes to the basket. So I, I thought, you know, in spite of that, you know, I don't remember the exact sequence, but I thought we, we hung in, you know, and, and up until, you know, early in the fourth quarter, we had some, some empty possessions um, that, that really hurt us. But, you know, the game hadn't gotten away from us at that point. You know, we were, we were competing. Um, obviously, I, I, we weren't playing as well as we wanted to, uh, particularly on the defensive end, and that, that catches up to you. So, but they, you know, they played well, uh, you know, and, and they, they beat us. So, got to regroup and learn from it. Um, you know, no, no different than when you win a game. You want know, to you, you want to use it and try to get better. And you know, they were obviously really ready to play. I, I thought we came out of the gate, you know, focused and ready, and um, we just didn't didn't do some of the things we needed to do from an execution standpoint. You know, that I was kind of referring to before the game too that that, that we need to do against the team, you know, of this quality. Tony Jones, the Athletic. <laughs> Coach, do you feel like uh, you guys played with enough force offensively, particularly against, you know, some of the things they did, did against you guys defensively in terms of, you know, trapping Donovan early or some of the physicality that they showed defensively? Well, to be honest, I think if you look at the possessions where they were doubling Donovan, um, we really got good looks. I thought he did a great job of getting off the ball when, when we needed to. And in some respects, you know, that's when we were spaced, you know, the best. We're, you know, w when a team really picks up and gets into you, you have to attack them. Um, and when you do that, um, you you're usually going to have to have to get off the ball quickly and, and make quick decisions, whether that's, I mentioned it before, whether, you know, you shoot it when you're open and, you know, or pass it or drive it. And I, I thought, um, one, those decisions need to be better. And then, also, when we, you know, when we did have quick reads, you know, we had passes that weren't, you know, quite good enough to be able to shoot, you know, and the possession slows down and, you know, it puts a lot of pressure on Donovan to, to create. So, um, you know, but I, I thought we played with more forces. The game went on, um, you know, we really just needed to open up the floor and, and try to space and attack, um, but as much as anything, you know, when you, when you don't get stops at crucial times, um, it doesn't give us an opportunity to get out and, and get, get the kind of looks you want. And like I said, I, I thought we had some, some dead possessions offensively where we got up against the shot clock. And uh, some of that, you know, we'll see it. And I think there are things that we can do better. I think our guys know that. Last question, follow-up from Sarah Todd. Well, I apologize for this. We were having some audio issues early on. Um, could you just tell us what the situation is with Donovan one more time? Yeah, he, he, he's fine. You know, he, he could have gone back in the game. You know, we were kind of borderline there depending on, you know, where the game was. And I just felt like, um, you know, it had gotten to about, I think an 18 point lead with, you know, four or five minutes to play. And it just, 
it didn't make sense at that point, um, you know, to put him back in. And in fact, we, you know, we took our other guys out shortly thereafter as well. And there's Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. He talked about the Donovan Mitchell uh, situation where Donovan did leave the floor briefly in the fourth quarter. Coach Snyder said he could have come back in. Coach decided uh, to keep him there on the bench as the game was out of reach there in the fourth. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, Donovan Mitchell, they're saying, should be okay. And we'll get to Donovan a little bit later on in the postgame sound. But right now, let's get to Joe Ingles. Hey, Joe, uh, just curious. Just curious, um, you know, what was kind of the challenge with defending um, Paul George with the way that he played tonight? Um, I mean, the biggest difference was he, he made some shots. Uh, I think he's had a lot of, I mean, he's had looks in other games, I think, um, and missed a couple. Um, obviously, um, them as a team made a lot more shots tonight than, than the, the games, I think. Part of that is on, on us being... Um, more physical and, and disrupting a little bit more, which, which we did in the first couple of games. Um, they came out <clears throat> obviously physical at the start of the game and, and try to play that kind of way throughout. So um, obviously a few things we can, we can look at on the film and, and figure out and see where they got some. We had a, a few rotations and, and things on defense that we, that we messed up, which we, which we weren't in the first game, uh, first two games. Sorry. Um, so We'll, we'll go like again, look at the film and um, figure out what, what, what we did and, and some of the mistakes. And um, same on the offensive end, what, what they did defensively. Um, they mixed up a few different things, which we, we hadn't seen in the series. And um, again, it's, it's a, a series of adjustments and then we'll go make some and I'm sure they will. And we'll, we'll come back in a couple of days. Next up, Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. So you referenced them uh, mixing some things up defensively. You guys wound up with a negative assisted turnover ratio tonight. Can you kind of just take us through what some of those things were that they were doing that they gave you guys so many issues? Um, I mean, they just they, they turned it up with the physicalness and, and aggressiveness. I think um, the one that kind of stands out is that they, like the first possession of the game, Batum was picking me up and. Um, I think we still scored off it, but it was it showed what they wanted to do for for the night, how they wanted to play. Um, the, I think the the biggest difference, obviously, they they played a lot more small. They they didn't really play the the fives as much, and then um, the, the double teams with Donovan, the blitzing and the um, kind of a soft blitz when he got off the court over the half just to to get it out of his hands. Um, Donovan made some great reads off it. We we missed some shots. Um, but just those things, uh, we we hadn't seen them do that. Um, we were, were still prepared for it, but we obviously didn't execute it. Um, it's kind of the, you know, I said it last game or the game before, or shoot around or something where we get usually get better at things as the game got on and, and we didn't tonight. Um, so yeah, we'll go watch it. Um, again, it's a, it's a long series. We'll, we'll go and watch it and, and figure it out and come back and be better on the next one. Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. Joe, and defensively, I mean, 132 points and it was only 93 possessions. Usually you guys are a lot better in kind of a half-court setup. Um, is it their spacing? Is it? I mean, is it just their ability to shoot from all these different positions? What is it that makes them so difficult to defend right now? Yeah, I mean, I think I think they – I don't know. You, I could be wrong and you can tweet I'm wrong if I am, but I, uh, I they felt like they made a lot more shots tonight um, in general, whether that be on the rim or, or threes. Um 
Reggie Jackson started the game like three for three, four for four, whatever he was. Um, obviously, PG and Kawhi kind of got theirs. Um, so I think it's, again, like for us to, I don't think we, we played soccer. Like they were aggressive. They, and we needed to do that on the other end as well, which we had been doing. Um, I don't know if they made shots and we kind of, not that we were, like it's not that you back up when they make shots, but you, they were making shots and we, we just weren't the same. We weren't aggressive. We weren't kind of dictating to them what we, what we wanted to do defensively. They kind of got downhill a bit more, got in the paint. I think coach at halftime said they had like six or seven offensive rebounds, which we'd been pretty good at. Um, so they made a couple of threes off. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously it starts kind of with them making shots, but, but that's on us as well. We can get a better closeouts. Not like I said, we, we, messed up some rotations and some, some over help or whatever it was on some of them. Um, so we'll, again, we'll, we'll look at the tape. <laughs> we'll make some adjustments and, uh, and we'll come back. So. Last question, Maria from Tab Deportes. Hi, Joe. Hope you're okay. You were just mentioning the word adjustments. So what do you think are going to be the keys to step up and get ready for Monday? Um, I'll let coach answer that when he comes. <laughs> um, I mean, there's some, like I said, there's some obvious things. I think the first couple of games, they were kind of making the adjustments. They started big in the second game. Um, the obviously tonight, the starting got went back starting small uh, again. We're, we're really aggressive from from the jump ball, and um, I don't necessarily think we were on the back foot, but we um, they just did that for, throughout the game. They were picking up trying to deny Donovan getting the ball from, from after they scored and things like that. So we'll, uh, we'll look at it obviously um, spacing wise. I don't think we were great today. We didn't run in transition like we had been. And part of that is obviously that was scoring um, and, and some offensive rebounds. So I think there, there's a number of things that we can go look at and, um, and be a lot better at. Um, and, and again, I don't remember who asked the question, but about the hundred, like obviously 132 points is, a lot of points. Um, so we, we've got to be better defensively um, and we'll, we'll watch it. Um, and I'm, I'm confident with the, the group we've got, we'll, we'll come back in, in and be better um, and make some adjustments. There's Joe Ingles, 19 points, four rebounds, two assists as he started once again for the injured uh, Mike Conley. Interestingly enough, Paul George was asked about Joe Ingles in his post-game comments, and he said, I don't care about him. Next question, which was kind of funny. All right, let's now hear from Donovan Mitchell. Hey Don, uh, Quinn said that. Quinn said that. Sorry. Can you hear me okay? Yeah. What you say? Quinn said that you were okay to return to the game. I mean, obviously we saw you limping off the floor. What's your level of pain, concern moving forward? All of that. I'm good. Um, that's that's all I got for you. I'm good. Um, it happened. Situation happened. I feel like I was able to go back, but no need to risk it down 16, 18 at that point. So um, I'll be fine. We saw you having kind of a long conversation with Quinn on the sideline when you came back out from the tunnel. Can you tell us what was said? Uh, basically what I just said, you know, it was like, it doesn't make sense, you know, to go back out there and, you know, possibly tweak it, just rest and get ready for uh, the next game. Tony Jones, the athletic. Did um did their physicality defensively um catch you guys off guard? I mean, they, they were picking you guys up ninety four feet. 
uh, hard doubles, you know, 40 feet from the basket. Uh, did you guys react to it the way you wanted to? And, and what kind of adjustments can you make for game four uh, when they play you with that kind of physicality so high up? Um, yeah, um, I think this, we missed a few easy ones. I think that's that's definitely tough. You know, they want to throw a double. That's fine. You know, I have no problem getting off the ball. And like I said, told you guys the other day, like we all trust each other and make plays and make shots. And tonight we didn't really make shots and make them pay for doubling. You know, and at the end of the day, that's, that's what it comes down to. We didn't get stops either, which kind of compounds the, that fact. But you know, for us, it's they did a good job. They raised their level. Um, you know, for them, it was not going down 3-0. That was their mindset. And, you know, they took care of business at home. And we got to go out there and, and try and take the next one. Uh, simple as that. And we'll make the proper adjustments. And, um, you know, there are things we can look at to do better. And uh, we'll get ready for the next game. Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. Donovan, you mentioned the defense. I mean, obviously allowing 132 points. What is it that was kind of going wrong on the defense, Ben? Because, you know, usually you guys have such a terrific half-court defense. That wasn't really the case tonight. Yeah, they, like I said, they raised their level. They were determined to get to their spots, and we kind of let them get comfortable. You know, Reggie Jackson uh, started the game off really hot, I think 4-4. Paul George started, you know, 5 or whatever. Um, they were comfortable. You know, we allowed them to get comfortable, and I think when you have that, comfortability, you know, and then you, throughout the game, you get confident, you know, you continue to do, and they're, they're going to hit shots. They're, they're a talented team that got talented players, but we can make it tougher on them. And I think that was one thing we didn't do tonight that we did the past two games and we'll make those adjustments and, and get ready for game four. Tim McMahon, ESPN. Hey Donovan, on the, on the play where you limped off, looking at the replay, it, it wasn't apparent. Uh, what caused the pain? Was it, was it the takeoff or was it the landing? What, what happened on that? Um, <laughs> it's when I land, um, you know, it's been, um, uh, it's been just trying to manage it. <laughs> um, I don't really know how, what else to tell you. I don't want to say too much. So, um, yeah, it was just a landing, uh, but I'm good. I'll be ready for game four. Rebecca Harlow, TNT. Okay. We'll come back to Rebecca, Alex Vejar, Salt Lake Tribune. Donovan, how does the complexion of the game change when uh, Paul George starts as hot as he did and then kind of sustains the scoring throughout the game? Um, it's huge. You know, he's, like I said, they're talented players. You know, we kind of let him get comfortable and he got to his spots and he felt like, you know, like they're home. You know, it's supposed to be comfortable. You know, at the end of the day, he hit some shots, but we can make it tougher on him. Um, on him, on Kawhi, on, you know, they combined for, what was it, 62, 63 points. Um, we didn't have that when we were at home, you know, so we got to come out there with the same energy and intensity to, 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 um, <clears throat> to, to keep them from, from doing what they did. And I think for us, uh, guys who aren't necessarily guarding them to, to make it tougher, you know, whether it's the hedges or the switches or the whatever, um, I think that's the biggest thing, and, you know, credit to them there for raising their level, but we got to make adjustments and get ready for game four. Rebecca, we'll go back to you. All right. Can you hear me now, Donovan? All right. Great. Um, you know, we've seen you show a lot of toughness, play through a lot of things has playing through some pain always kind of been one of your biggest strengths. Um, yeah, as much as I can, as long as it's smart, I think that's, that's the biggest thing, you know, kind of going into situations and asking, can I make it worse? You know, like playing on it, you know, cause obviously it's, it sounds great to go out there and, you know, 
play through certain instances. I'm not talking about myself in this instance, but like it's not smart like to go and play through whatever. But if you're going to make it worse, you know, it's not necessarily the smart move to go out there. So as long as it's a smart decision, um, you know, obviously not going to be 100%, but you go out there and you try to compete, you know, and, you know, it's good. things like this are going to happen. You just got to find ways to manage it and, and get out there and get ready. Um, it's not going to be perfect, but it is what it is. What were the reads that you made? You talk about making reads all the time between the first and the second quarter there when you found your shot. Um, understanding that I hadn't seen a double like that since like high school. Um, so for me, um, just seeing it and kind of feeling the game, you know, and they did a good job of it. But for me, it was just trying to find ways to get my teammates involved. Um, and, you know, I was able to make those plays and make those reads throughout the course of the game, seeing where the double was coming from, and then also flipping in and finding my spots to attack. Um, so for me, that was really the main focus. You know, they're probably going to do it again, so I got to get ready for it, get rushed to film. And, you know, like I said, we missed some shots, you know, so I think I'm confident in the fact that, you know, if we get some shots, it's a different game, but, you know, and we also got to get stops too. Uh, but, you know, for us, it's like we see it and understand it, make adjustments and, and get ready for the next game. Kyle Goon, Orange County Register. Hey, Don. Um, hey, what kind of – what's up? Um, how, what kind of resources is Mike on the sideline right now in a, in a game like this? Are you guys, um, you know, able to talk uh, in timeouts or, or what, what does he bring to the team or, or you personally? Um, for me, you know, a lot of it's just kind of like I was telling Rebecca, like the reads, what he sees, you know, feeling the game out. Like, you know, right, it's time to attack. It's time to, to kind of feel the game. You know, who hasn't gotten involved? Stuff that I may not see because I'm in the flow of it, you know. Um, tonight, we, we got to get Boyan more involved. Or the next game, I get Boyan more involved. Um, there's certain passes that I can make, you know, to that I, that I kind of forced up some shots that I'm not proud of. And, you know, he's quick to let me know. And I think that's what makes our, you know, relationship really good because he's quick to let me know and I'm out there quick, quick to fix it. So um, I watch the film. He'll watch the film with me as well. And we'll go back and figure it out. But um, he's just having it in real time. I think is huge to have a guy like that who's been here, who's seen this um, so many games, so many times. So it definitely helps not just myself, but it helps the team as well. Chris Osalta, Sport DNA out of Greece. Hey, Donovan, hope you're doing well. How important for you as a team is to stay even keel after, after that loss uh, tonight? And what aspects of your game do you need to improve? And what your message was that about that? Um, you said even keel, right? That's what you said? Yes, yes. Um, yeah, um, I think for us, it's like understanding that they did their job. They took care of home court, just like we did. But we got to go out there and try and steal one. Um, understanding that the final score doesn't necessarily reflect uh, the effort we put in and the stuff we did, but there's a lot of things we can do better. And I think that's where our mind is and understanding that we're not going to get too low. Like after the first two wins, we weren't too high. So for us, it's like, just keep it, like you said, even keel and understanding that we've got another one. This is a series. Um, so for us, it's like understanding what adjustments we can make to get better. Um, and then for me, uh, what adjustments I can make to be better. Um, I think being able to understand where the doubles are coming from, what they're throwing at me, and finding my teammates. And then defensively, I can be better too. There's so many things we all can do as a group. Um, and I think that's the first part of acknowledging it, watching the film, and getting better. Okay, we have time for one more. Heather Yako, All Arabia Network. Hi, Donovan. You've been in the league for only four years, but what have you gathered about the importance of making the right reads in various coverages? I know you touched base on that, but if you can elaborate. Um, I think the first part is, you know, slowing the game down. Um, and that's not necessarily easy to do. 
Uh, so for me, kind of seeing it over and over again, um, you look at guys who have been in the league for 17, 16 years, and everybody talks about, you know, how do they see them? Like Chris Paul, for example, you know, having, was it 28, turn, 28 assists to two turnovers? Like that's the type of stuff, being able to manipulate the game that I ultimately look at and we all look at to try and find ways to slow the game down myself. And I throw that example out there because he's, he's one of the best at it. But for me, it's like finding ways, okay, they're throwing a double. I haven't seen a double in a long time, so understanding – what to see, how to attack, when to attack, when to pass, uh, who's open, who's got, who hasn't gotten a shot, where the mismatches are, mismatches, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Um, but like where, where those things are. So for me, um, that's really been, you know, I think the bubble really helped, you know, and having that time before the bubble to really watch film of myself in depth because I really couldn't go anywhere during quarantine. Um, so being able to sit there for hours and kind of just watch, like, what, what do I see? What, what, who do I attract on a drive? And, you know, tonight I'm going to do the same thing, you know, and understanding that. So having that series in the playoffs and in the, in the bubble and being able to see that has allowed me to come into this year with the same mindset and the same thought process of being able to manipulate and attack and find the, find the guys in the, on the wing and the corner, find Rudy. Um, and then it's still a learning process. There's still things I'm going to mess up. But at the end of the day, being able to continually make those reads. I think something I put pride in, and it just comes with a lot of film work. There's Donovan Mitchell, 30 points, five boards, four assists, says uh, his ankle hurts when he lands, uh, but assumes or you know said he should be good to go for game number four. Of course, uh, you know a lot of the series is going to hinge on whether or not he's 100%, and if Mike Conley can get back in the lineup, of course, the team missed Mike very much on Saturday night. Let's wrap up uh, player sound with Rudy Gobert. Rudy, um, you know, uh, Rudy, uh, your teammates and, and and coach said that you know they were really physical and that you guys not so much didn't have trouble matching their physicality, but you know were kind of thrown off on it. What what did you guys see uh, in terms of what they were able to do uh, in terms of getting up into you defensively, and how can you counter that uh, going forward in this series? Uh, as you said, you know, I think they were really physical. Um, you know, there were a lot, a lot of things too, and the ball kind of stopped moving a little bit a few times. Um, and usually in those situations, you ended up with them scoring on us in transition or us fouling or, you know, they, they really were able to feed off their defense. And, and, you know, and we know that we, we all goal is to try to play half court defense every single possession, and of course we have to do a better job running back. But uh, it makes it hard on us, of course, when we, you know, when we when we get a turnover or a bad shot or you know or whatever it is, and they're able to run on us. We're gonna watch film and see all the things that we can do better. But we, despite all that, it was a it was just an eight point game uh, early in the fourth. So it's. You know, I think for us, it's just being able to play through that physicality uh, and make sure we keep attacking the rim uh, with the drive or with the pass. And, and then everything else opens up. You know, we, we're able to find the shooters, we're able to uh, find the bigs at the rim, or we're able to – usually they're going to collapse, so it's hard for us to finish at the rim right away. But uh, just keep playing through the physicality and play – uh, do multiple actions. You know, we the the the, the whole game plan is to take away our, our first initial action. So we gotta stay focused, stay tough, and stay connected throughout the whole you know throughout the whole session. 
Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Rudy, obviously they did uh, very well shooting the ball tonight. How much of that was just they're having a great shooting night and how much is it that you guys have some things that you need to fix defensively? I think it's all connected. Uh, you know, obviously you got to give them credit. You know, they, they shot the ball really well uh, from three. I don't know that I don't have the numbers, but it really felt like they were, you know, they were hitting, you know, some contested ones too. And, you know, we've got to make sure we, we, we don't give them the open ones and we've got to make sure that once again, you know, we, we don't allow them to, to play in transition or to get offensive rebounds because we know that usually they, they're going to score of those, you know, of those opportunities. So it's, you know, give them credit. They, they, they made a lot of shots and, you know, uh, we got to do a better job next game. Sarah Todd, Desert News. Rudy, with uh, Donovan playing through some pain a little bit, what's the level of concern for you and for his teammates right now? I mean, is that something that's on your mind a lot, day by day? No. I mean, you know, when you come back from, you know, we are going to play through some stuff. I think, you know, I think he's, he's doing a great job taking care of himself, uh, you know, uh, putting all the chances on, on his side to make sure that he's able to to play at a high level and, you know, this there's going to be some pain, you know, as long as it doesn't get worse and he's still able to move and, you know, and play, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, we, we would be okay. And, uh, you know, I think he's doing everything he can to try to be there, even though sometimes it might be painful. Uh, you know, it's, I think it's part of the game. You know, it's, it's an ankle sprain. Uh, I mean, we all had, I think all of us had an ankle sprain in our careers. Sometimes it's bad, sometimes it's not as bad, but hopefully, you know, he's, he's able to fight through it. And, you know, the fact that we don't have to travel tomorrow should, should be huge. And I think it'll be better next game. Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. Rudy, uh, I wanted to ask you kind of when, when Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are kind of driving towards the paint, when are you deciding you should help, especially when they're playing five out? When are you deciding you should help in that versus uh, staying on the shooter? I mean, I'm trying to make sure that I'm always there for my teammates. Uh, you know, that's kind of what we've been doing, uh, not just against Kawhi, but uh, against anybody. Uh, you know, that's that's our defense. Uh, it's just about us making sure that we, when we need to rotate, uh, make sure we can we do a better job communicating. I think tonight we didn't do a great job uh, being loud and, and talking to each other throughout the whole game. We did it at times. Uh, and I think we're going to be better next game doing that. And, uh, you know, it's on me being better, uh, you know, when I help, uh, taking better decisions. And and uh, and also it's on all of us to make sure that we don't give up, uh, you know, easy drives because then it's, it makes it a lot harder on me to, to uh, you know, when it's a straight line drive to, to, to help. And it's an, easier, it's an easier pass for them to the corners. So it's, it makes it harder on everybody. And I think it starts with communication and just keep doing what we do. We have time for one more quick one from Rebecca Harlow. Hey, Rudy, you know, I know you're focused on the game right now, not the personal accolades, but, you know, congrats on Defensive Player of the Year. And, and my question you. for you is, you know, we've talked to you a lot about how you've evolved and you've been able to, def to defend so many different uh, offenses that you've seen over the years. 
When we had you mic'd up the other night, you were so um, loud. Your communication was amazing. How much better of a communicator do you think you've become? Do you feel like you're quarterbacking the defense at a much higher level than maybe the first time you won Defensive Player of the Year? I think um, maybe my English got a little better. Still not great, but uh, I think, yeah, communication has always been – I always thought that communication was a very huge part of having a a good defensive team. Uh, And myself being the guy that usually is back there and kind of sees everything happening, I have to make sure that – you know, uh, I set the tone and, uh, and I talk to my teammates. And also I feel like uh, when my teammates hear my voice, you know, they, you know, I think it, it allows them to lock in even more and to compete even more. And I think we, as a team, you know, we all need to, uh, and we, we know it, you know, we know that uh, when everyone is talking like that, uh, you know, we, we get to a higher level defensively and, and everyone is more connected and kind of carries over on the offense too. And, you know, there's a few games when we don't do it uh, consistently. Also, sometimes with the crowd, it's, it's a little harder to hear each other. But uh, I think we, you know, we're going to do a much better job next game for sure. There's Rudy, 12 points, 10 rebounds, one block, and one steal for Rudy. As the Jazz lose, they still lead the series two games to one, but they lost Saturday night 132-106. to Game four from L.A. coming up tonight. Uh, Tip-off will be at 8 o'clock. Pre-game coverage from the Plaza outside of Vivint Arena begins at 7. There's the best of the post-game show. When we come back, what is trending? All the headlines. Stay with us.